Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COV is brought to you by Capstream, the global absolute return fixed income specialist. It is the 27th of May. Great to have you here with us and great to be here with you, David Scott, Likewise. aka Scuddy. Um, I was going to ask you how your day was. Let's just get straight to the markets, though, because I was almost getting a little bit nervous when I saw the market continuing to go up throughout the day today. I mean, we had expected a soft start. We ended up with a soft finish for the XJO, but it's what happened in between that was so interesting. It was. It's a very resilient performance. And uh, thank the banks, as uh, one analyst went and put it uh, in one of the notes today. It's a um, remarkable day, particularly in the context of what we saw with the other uh, banking sector yesterday. No huge gains, like no, the city of 5% plus of the big four banks is mammoth on any occasion. There's obviously a lot of underlying you know, optimism starting to go and build that the economic recovery is going to be very quick here. Uh, otherwise, you know, banks, they're highly exposed. You wouldn't be doing anything otherwise. But it makes me think, if you're focusing on the banks, it means you're focusing on an economic recovery. The one thing that a lot of people have been bemoaning about this rally is that there's been no focus on fundamentals that don't matter whatsoever. If you're going to start going and buying the banks, it also makes you wonder whether the market's going to start paying more attention to fundamentals. Uh, and if you're going to start paying attention to fundamentals, that may be the catalyst for some downside risk. We all know that central banks are there. They're always going to be there to support and cushion any falls in asset prices. But potentially, just potentially, Fundamentals, funnily enough, might actually be something that goes in there and causes a bit of profit taking in the near future. Well, that is a, a change of perspective, isn't it? So I guess the big question is, can it last? We just spoke with Ben Clark from TMS Capital. Look, he was saying, you know, in hindsight, of course, it makes sense that people are coming into the banks. They were so beaten down, hadn't participated in any of the rally. But he also said that it sort of seems as if fund managers are now taking a good look at the market and realizing that they've got to get in if they want to get their performance in line with some of the the gains that we've seen on the broader market. Does that hold water to you? It does. It's uh, look potentially capitulation and not actually you know just domestic fund managers, but also money from abroad. Yes. You no, know, whether you want to call it FOMO or the like, but you no know, gains often go and then precede other gains. You know people are chasing the market, but you know, at some point you're going to go and say, well. Yes, we've, uh, no, we haven't reclaimed the highs that we saw earlier this year, but there's still so much uncertainty out there at the moment. And uh, yes, I know the, uh, there's lots of things that are starting to show like signs of picking up, the economy starting to go and open up. But all of those risks, though, not only a second wave, uh, no virus wave, but second round effects from what we've seen, uh, I don't think they've really been completely you know, priced in at this point. Uh, initially they were, but uh, no, we've had a very, very strong rally. Uh, there's a lot of signs at the moment which just makes me go and question whether it continue. Certainly not suggesting there's going to be a massive you know, plunge or anything like that, but just uh, you know, a few things that give me a few warning signs that tell me that maybe things have got a little bit ahead of themselves. Yeah, we haven't even talked about U.S.-China tension, but if you'd like to hear a little bit about that and the view from Angus Geddes from Fat Profits on the market, he basically says, 
there's room for a market pullback, kind of in keeping with what you're saying, Scotty, but that there's also plenty um, to tick upwards in the meantime. So you can um, connect with that interview in our show notes. We'd love you to do that. And it's interesting that we're starting to continue to get updates coming from industry, coming from ASX-listed companies about the impact of COVID on their business. Yesterday, Senex was out with a bit of an update, um, upping production and earnings guidance. Um, you talked to us about the impact of trade wars, speaking of. Um, but yeah, it was also talking about the fact that we've got this COVID commission looking at ways that we can boost manufacturing and advanced manufacturing in Australia to support jobs, saying that it's a really fantastic thing. And, and that's sort of an interesting angle to the whole discussion as well when it comes to job creation post-COVID, when it comes to some of Prime Minister Morrison's comments yesterday in relation to you know, really continuing to participate in, you know, the global economy, saying that the Australian economy will not retreat to protectionism. There is still this real sort of fundamental push to bring back a lot of that, um, well, I shouldn't say a lot of it, but to bring back sort of manufacturing to, um, to Australian shores. Yeah, what we've seen over the past couple of months is that we do have supply chain risk. And it's not to say that we have to become a, a nation of manufacturers again. No, we have high wages. That's great. Uh, obviously, very services-orientated. But at some point, no, no, we do manufacturing well. You, there's lots of untold stories you don't hear about. Smaller manufacturing firms that are actually doing very well, no, being able to go and combat, no, all the things that have been thrown over the recent years. Aussie dollar is still relatively low in the scheme of things, so that's obviously like a great thing for export markets. And it's just nice to go and see a diversification of the economy away. I don't think anyone would go and like argue that we have a very big reliance on housing and we have a very big reliance on mining. So be nice to go and see some other areas of strength just to diversify our economy because that will make us so much more resilient to any you know, potential threats that come in the future. That chat with the CEO of Senex is available via our show notes, of course, on our app or on our website as well, where you can probably also hear an interview from the THC CEO that we spoke with this afternoon, also talking about value-add manufacturing in Australia, I guess of a very different kind. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting one that you can find on our app. Listen, let's get to the stock of the day. The stock of the day, Linus Corporation, LYC is the ticker code. Let's hear what Vincent Cook from Climb Asset Management had to say about that one earlier today. So it's been a, quite an interesting journey for, for shareholders in Linus over the years. Uh, even in the last three months, the stock price has halved and then virtually doubled again. I think you know, in, in the short term, the NDA, NDPR price has come off a lot in the last couple of years. So that's obviously negative for the valuation and earnings. But I think a long term, they're in a strategically um, very interesting position. Um, so I'd probably call it a, a long term buy. There's a political kind of minefield to navigate, really, whether you know whether you go in Malaysia and keep going there, or whether you try and build the Western Australia plant, yeah. or now there's this US option which may or may not be on the cards. So uh, for me, like Vincent, it's, it's a long-term buy. The problem has been the underlying price of the commodity has been soft. This is used yeah. in missile systems, etc., yeah. yeah. um, plasma TV, smartphones. So the commodity underlying has been soft, um, but the long-term outlook for the company, I think, is, is still quite good. But it has got significant risk, depending on which yeah. way the wind blows in Malaysia. That was on the call earlier in the session. Linus finishing the trading day up by about 1%. Uh, so moving right along, Scotty, if we look to tomorrow, if we're talking economics, we do get that CapEx data 
coming through and that's at 11.30 a.m. as it usually is coming from the ABS. Um, what do we hope to learn from that report? It's going to be very difficult to go and garner too much. It'll give us uh, a reflection of what business we're thinking about investment prior to COVID. So this is, a, this is a survey of what business intend to go and invest in not only the current financial year, but also next financial year. We're not going to have too much of an insight. We know that the world has changed as a result of this virus. Uh, we, so it'll give us a starting point of, of some description. Also, it's not the biggest part of GDP, but it'll also go and filter into, uh, into the GDP forecast. The, the uh, machinery and equipment figure in particular goes directly into what, uh, what the GDP figure will be. So it'll give us some more clarity as to whether we'll go and see you know, a negative uh, GDP quarter, which is what is still the consensus forecast. We get a quarterly update on the corporate front coming from Misoblast. Uh, they will be holding an analyst call as well. If you recall, just raised $138 million from investment on hopes for some sort of a COVID treatment. So it'll be interesting to hear anything on that front. And of course, anything on that front when it comes to vaccines, treatments might also help to drive sentiment through the overnight session as well. Um, who's on tomorrow? Great lineup. We have John Blank uh, starting off the morning from Zach's Investment Research. We've also got Alistair McLeod from Wheelhouse Partners. He'll be talking to us about tail risk. Also, Joe Masters from EY. She's the chief economist in the Oceania region. She'll be talking about that CapEx data, no doubt. And the list goes on. David Paradise is a good one. Managing director of Paradise Investment Management. So we'll be talking small caps, no doubt, where he sees opportunities in the next six months. All right, let's wrap this up, Scuddy. We'll see you tomorrow. And uh, don't forget, uh, thanks again to Capstream. You can get more information in your episode notes. Or, of course, you can visit Capstream. Dot com. We'll see you tomorrow.